0: I'm Shane Twist and welcome to Behind the Beef, a podcast that gives you a look behind the scenes and into the everyday activities of the people behind the beef. Dr Peter Parnell began his role as Chief Executive Officer at Angus Australia in May 2009, following an extensive career as a research scientist and research leader with the New South Wales Department of Primary Industries. In 2021, Dr Parnell quietly announced that he would be retiring from his position of CEO, including a near 40-year career serving the Australian cattle breeding industry with a particular interest in the application of genetic improvement technologies in both the registered cattle sector and the wider beef industry. Dr Parnell's major research interests focused on the genetic improvement of maternal productivity and feed efficiency in beef cattle. Dr. Parnell played key roles in communication and extension within the Beef Cooperative Research Centre, where he managed the CRC adoption project for five years. Dr. Parnell has been involved in a number of key industry committees, including the Bree Plan and Sheep Genetics Technical Committee, the National Livestock Genetics Consortium, the Cattle Council Research, Development and Adoption Committee, and the Bree Plan Technical Liaison. Dr Parnell has also been involved in and written a number of key publications over the course of his career in the field of genetic improvement in beef cattle. Over his time at Angus Australia, Dr Parnell has overseen the transformation of Angus Australia to a modern and successful innovation company. He has a passion for the application of innovation in the beef industry and has a renowned reputation as an excellent communicator of the application genetic principles for enhancing her performance and profitability. On the eve of his retirement, Peter has joined us for a chat where we will cover his long career. So let's jump into our chat with Peter. Thanks for joining us for the podcast today, Peter. It's more than likely it'll be your last time featured on an episode. You're off the hook now.
1: Yeah, thanks, Shane. And listen, thanks for the opportunity and I look forward to talking to you uh, this morning. And yeah, listen, uh, well, I've got the opportunity. Uh, Congratulations on this initiative of your podcast. I think they're a great idea and I've heard a lot of good feedback from a lot of people about it. Um, People driving in their cars or... Um, on their motorbike, on the track, on the farm, whatever, uh, they can sort of listen to it and, uh, yeah, well done. It's such a great initiative.
0: Thank you. Well, obviously last year you announced that you'll be retiring from your role as CEO of Angus Australia, which concludes a near 40-year career in the beef industry. Just quickly, on reflection now that you've announced your retirement, does it feel like 40 years? I mean, it's such a significant period of time. Does it feel like it's been 40 years?
1: No, t- as you as you get older, Shane, you realise time just goes way too quickly. So that just goes like anything. You re- realise that you're a- we're only on this planet for a very short period of time, and uh, um, yeah, lots of things have happened uh, over that forty years, both career-wise and life-wise, and um, you know, lots, lots of great things to reflect on. But yeah, uh, when you, when, you, when you say forty years, that it, it seems like a long time, but it has gone very quickly. But um, it's, um It's all about the journey. I think that's the important thing. You know, it's not the destination. And I think along that 40 years, um, I've done my best to uh, to enjoy myself and pursue my passions through that period. And I've been extremely fortunate um, that I've been able to do that.
0: Well, considering your achievements and your work within your field, I wanted to use this time with you today as a bit of a reflection on your career as you move into that next stage of your life. So to kick off the questions, I want to go back to the beginning of your career and ask what was your first job?
1: Yeah, well my first job was probably working for my father in uh helping him with his cattle and building fences and all those sorts of things, which really gave me the passion that I've pursued for the rest of my life really is in in agriculture and um and beef cattle and um So that was yeah. uh, So yeah, worked a lot with my my family and um, and and various people during my childhood and university breaks and whatever. But suppose my first real job, um, which is a surprise to a lot of people, but it was as an extension agronomist um, in Central Queensland. So I spent twelve months working as an agronomist. Uh, particularly in the, uh, the um, in, in cereal production and cotton production areas in Central Queensland. Lots, lots of things in in that year, but I guess whilst that was very enjoyable, I, I, I realised you know that at that point um, that really my passion was um, and and love was in beef cattle and genetics. So I did get the opportunity then to go back and do further study in that in that space. Um, for a few years, and, and eventually landed a job as a research officer at the Trangie Research um, Station in Central New South Wales. Um, that was probably my, my what I consider my, my sort of first job in my chosen career. But having that little bit of background in, in agronomy and extension taught me some really useful skills, particularly in extension in communication with people. And um, you now I've I've endeavoured throughout my career to um, uh, Put a fair bit of effort in into communication, um, uh, and so that that was very valuable learnings from my time as an extension agronomist, um, and also knowing a little bit about um, how things. How, how, at the end of the day, it's all about growing grass, isn't it? If you're <laughs> interested in the beef industry, so that was also helpful. So. Yeah, that that's that was probably you know, my opportunity. Um, I was very fortunate to pick up a job as a research officer at a young age. That that really um, gave me the opportunity to pursue my my passion for genetic improvement in, in beef cattle um, as a as a young applied um, researcher, and really to commence building my network um, of contacts and colleagues um, both across Australia and also globally that I've, I've relied on really for the rest of my career and built on that network and learned so much from those people
0: so you've touched on it sort of briefly in your last answer but when did you really become passionate about your chosen career field or goal
1: yeah i think as a child to be honest i used to love um you know, spending time with particularly with my father with with our cattle and uh, he, he had a great passion for for breeding um cattle and he also you know, was a, a student of um studying racehorse pedigrees and things like that and um I think I, I learned uh, um, I, I developed a passion for genetics at a very young age. You know, even from breeding budgerigars and breeding dogs and things like that as a child. So I think uh, that really goes right back to what was instilled in me as a child, and and the fantastic um, um, opportunities um, that, I, that I got as a as a child, and and and, the, and fantastic role models that I had in in my parents and um, and others that I in my family, yeah.
0: So, going forth from that sort of first job that you had, and going into your career, what was the journey like to get to where you are now in terms of your career progression and that side of things?
1: Yeah. So the journey was um, obviously, you know, I chose a, a professional career, if you like, in in our um, R and D in, in genetics and beef cattle industry. So it requires some study. So you know, it's um, a bit of hard slog in the in the years at university, and um, you know, having to um, be Doing university stuff when some of your, your your friends are out earning money, and it seemed to be forever before I earned my first dollar. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> but um, so I think yeah, you know, the, the journey is that you, you, once you you know, have a passion, you, you've got a you've got to make some sacrifices along the way, which um you know, which I probably did, although you know looking back on it, I don't think it was necessarily a great sacrifice. But yeah, putting the effort into to study, but I think the um, uh, identifying. Um, People that you respect as mentors um, and peers, and you know, I think back to my my university professors, um, Professor Stuart Barker and, and Dr. Keith Hammond, who um, who were, were great um, uh, teachers uh, to to me in terms of my my knowledge in genetics, but also the opportunities that um, genetic improvement can can provide at an applied level. Um, so that was uh, that was you know, a very important part of of the career development. But as I mentioned earlier, you know the opportunity I was given as a uh, research officer at the Tring Research Station, that where at, at a you know relatively young age and inexperienced person, I was given a lot of responsibility for for a large research project um, to uh, to manage that and and um, progress that project. Um, and the only way I could do that was from the the great support that I got from uh, from leaders and mentors that I had at, at the time, people also that I was working with, and. Um, uh, yeah, and, and um, they help my learnings and, you know, life's all about learning things and you know, I learn something new every day, I reckon, and um, back then I was learning lots and lots uh, that was uh, then put me in a position to be able to pursue my career further and, uh, as I mentioned before, very fortunate that I was doing this in an area that I was interested in and had a, a strong passion for.
0: What do most people misunderstand about your field of work?
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people wonder. Well, what what does he actually do on a day-to-day basis? I can remember when when my children were quite young, they um, used to try and explain to people what their dad does. And you know, he seems to spend all day talk, talking on the phone and typing emails on his computer. And um, yeah, it's um, I suppose I've spent a fair chunk of my career as in, in sort of management roles and assisting other people. And um, Uh, It's very diverse from a day-to-day basis, and and people don't understand that, I suppose, in terms of, you know, you you might be spending time, you know, supporting your colleagues and and your managers and staff in in assisting them solving problems. You might be talking to, um, you know, members of of Angus Australia about some of their concerns and difficulties and helping them um, interacting with my peers and service providers and R&D partners. So I guess, in a nutshell, it's 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 all about um, communication and facilitation. That, that's my role, really. Um, I don't necessarily do anything particularly productive myself. My role is to uh, communicate with people and facilitate so that others can 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 do that. Um, it's it's also an important role, of course, um, but. Um, I, you know, the, the achievements that we make as a, as a team, say so in, in, in my current organisation, Angus Australia, is very much a team effort. And um, my role is simply to, to, to do, do the best we can as an organisation to, to, and, and to, to um, help facilitate that.
0: So when you look back at your career, is there an example of a mistake or failure that you experienced and what did you learn from that?
1: Yeah, that's a challenging question Shane i i can't think of a particular mistake because i probably make mistakes on a weekly if not daily basis um i think the important thing is with mistakes is that um, you can't you shouldn't be afraid of making mistakes you've got to back your judgment um, and as you move through life in your career and uh, accept the fact that yes you will make mistakes but and it's important to reflect on decisions you made and major things that you've done and, and think back on well, could have i done it differently or better to achieve a a better outcome. And and sometimes you realise, yes, you could have. um, And that's that's important. The important thing is to learn from your mistakes so you can make better decisions in the future. Um, I think it's also important in an organisation to develop a culture of um, talking with your colleagues about the mistakes that we collectively make uh, so that we can learn as a group. to do things better in, in the future. So, yeah, um, don't be afraid of making mistakes would be my um, suggestion to to, to anyone. Um, back yourself, learn from those mistakes and, and just yeah, consider mistakes as part of your development journey as, as you move along and try not to make the same mistake again. Sometimes you do, uh, but you don't know, make it a third time. So, um, yeah, I think the other important thing about mistakes or failures is that um, in many cases, they can be avoided um, by better communication. Um, most, most people or your colleagues are very prepared to help you um, uh, with challenging things where you, you know, where you might make a mistake, um, but many times they don't realise you need assistance. So, you know, re- reach out and ask for assistance because people will assist you. Um, it's very rare that you can't get someone to assist you with something that... Um, you're concerned about whether you do it right or not. Um, so one of that's you know, one of the things I think I've learned throughout my life and career is that um, you've got to communicate and you've got to reach out and ask for assistance and there'll be someone who, can, who will help.
0: So since becoming CEO of Angus Australia, what do you think your biggest learning has been?
1: Yeah, another for, for a challenging question, Shane, because so many learnings, um, as I say, I, I learn something new, I think, every day. Um, but perhaps you know, from the big picture, the, the most significant thing that I've probably learned is the um, the understanding of the importance of having a good culture in an organisation that's focused on a high degree of integrity and, and trust. Um, any team requires that. And if, a, if an organisation is going to be successful, it it needs that culture of trust and integrity. Uh, but everyone in the organisation has to understand the value of what they do and and that they they all make a difference to, you know, the lives of, of, um, well, to to make a difference to the organisation achieving its goals, but what they're doing is actually um, worthwhile and it's it's making a difference and improving the lives of of others, you know, um, outside, you know, the reason why the current organisation that we're in, Angus Australia, exists is that we're there to, you know, service the needs of our industry and, um, uh, and, pr- and provide um, services that, that improve the, the lives of our members. And um, so I think that's my biggest learning really is is that, that um, A, the culture of high integrity and trust and, and the importance that everyone in your organisation realises um, that, that what they do makes a difference.
0: Well, speaking of our members, what do you think the greatest achievement of Angus Producers in Australia has been? Yeah,
1: Angus producers in Australia um, uh, have been remarkable really over the uh, over the decades in, to, uh, in in their willingness to accept and adopt change to evolve the breed um, uh, in the direction it has and, and become you know quite a, an important and dominant breed these days. I think when I talked to some of the people that were in the breed back in the very early days and when I first became involved back you know, back in the early days in the 70s and 80s. The Angus breed was a relatively minor breed and and Angus breeds have always had to then sort of prove uh, through um, uh, data and and recording and um, adopting technology um, that the breed actually does have an important place. And, and, And that is actually, you know, the fact that they have been breeders as a whole have been willing to. Uh, accept change, adopt uh, um, opportunities provided by technology, etc. is has meant that the breed is now in a position where it it does enjoy a high degree of market share, and it's and it commands a a, a premium in the marketplace across all categories of of the market, the cattle market, but also in the, in the beef market. Um, I think Angus breeders, by and large, realise that they're in the, the business of producing. High-quality, nutritious beef, um, and um, uh, which is you know, better than better than the rest, um, and doing a good job at it. So I think yeah, the, the fact that the greatest achievement really is the the willingness to embrace the opportunities for improvement over time, and that, and that's at the level. Like when I've often looked at this uh, from a technical perspective, and if we look at the rates of genetic improvement achieved by Angus the, the Angus population in Australia. Really, to my reckoning, it's unsurpassed by any other beef cattle population globally, you know, um, and and that can be objectively demonstrated through the performance data that, that we have um, that's described the, the evolution of the breed in in recent decades. So there's a lot to be proud of as an Angus breeder in Australia. <clears throat> Obviously, the job's not done; it's a it's a continuous improvement required in the future. Um, but yeah, there's um, Uh, I I think the the, the fact that um, Angus Breeders have also supported an organisation like Angus Australia to to assist them in um, developing and applying the technologies uh, and have uh, had a lot of um, faith that our organisation is going to be um, um, providing them tools for their benefit and embracing those tools and I think that's also been something that um, Angus breeders has done very well in this country. Yeah.
0: So what do you think will be Angus Producers and the wider cattle industry's biggest challenges and biggest opportunities in the coming years? Yeah,
1: lots of lots of challenges, um, lots of opportunities, um, you know, in, in terms of trying to identify some of the big ones. So I think a, a beef, um, beef industries generally will continue to face challenges um, from that, those in the community and Within our country and globally, who who are not supportive or are critical of our industry for various um, reasons. So I think there's going to be a need for, to continue our efforts to advocate the, the benefits um, that beef industry provides in, in in producing nutritious a nutritious food commodity um, using land and resources that um, are not really suitable for other purposes. So I, I think um, uh, just uh, continuing to um, uh, Uh, gain or retain community support for our industry is going to be very important. Um, We need to continue to ensure that at all levels beef production is conducted in a a responsible way to ensure the highest levels of care and welfare of of our animals, but also the environment um, as well. and that's got to then extend into you know, future R&D efforts to, to develop solutions that enable greater emphasis on those things. Welfare traits, sustainability-type traits, um, you know, things like um, healthiness and immune competence of animals, uh, reduced stress levels, uh, reduced methane emissions from, from environmental care, etc. So all of that, you know, we, we're going to have to move into an age of particularly research and development and application sort of beyond what we might've looked at in the past of trying to produce the, in the past we are probably focused on improving the efficiency of production and, and the quality of what we're, we're producing. Well, that needs to go hand in hand in the future uh, about looking at um, other things related to sustainability and welfare. So that's uh, a, a big challenge. And another challenge, but also opportunity is to, um, uh, look at ways of, of encouraging and, and nurturing young people to, um, to become involved in our industry um, at all levels, uh, at, at the research level, at the high end, if you like, high end um, academic research level, but also at, at all levels of our industry and training other people in and operating in industry. And you know, I think a great opportunity there is that um, if, if we can encourage young people to come into the industry and organisations like Angus Australia continue to provide opportunities for young people to develop their, their knowledge and skills and experience. Um, uh, that, that will then have a continuous in, injection of new ideas and innovation in the, into the industry. So that's the big that's really one of the big challenges to um, make the industry see, seen as an attractive um, career path for young people to to um, uh, pursue.
0: So what advice would you give a young person who is pursuing a career path similar to your own?
1: I think um, the the main advice would be to find something that you're interested in, uh, that you're passionate about, and then work hard to find your niche in in a career path that uh, that satisfies those ways. And and sometimes that means making sacrifices that I mentioned before. You know, when you're younger, you might have to be spending... Uh, more time applying yourself to study and, and, and achieving things to get the bits of paper you might need, for example, to get particular roles, um, but always have that big big picture goal in sight. I think the other important um, lesson is to um, remember that enjoying the journey is what's important. Um, hopefully the destination is also good, uh, but it's, life's all about the journey. And, and, you know, as you develop your career, um uh, yeah, I, I think if you, you know, if you work hard and um, uh, ensure that what you're doing is, is interesting, so that you're enjoying your 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 career and what you're doing, um, that's an important aspect. Um, it's critical. now, if I look back in my career, um, I've learnt so much from others, um, teachers and peers and colleagues um, that I work with on a daily basis. Um, So I guess uh, the advice would be to learn from others, always be open-minded and be prepared to ask for assistance along the way. Um, I suppose another important aspect that I reflected on a little bit earlier as well is to back your judgment, don't be afraid to make mistakes along the way, but make sure you learn from those mistakes and and view those mistakes as part of the development along the journey.
0: And as you look back on your career, what do you think your biggest achievement has been?
1: Um, I think my biggest achievement or achievements along the way is is I can I, I can feel satisfied um, that um, as I've shifted from one role to the next throughout my career, I've um, it, in most cases felt that I left the previous role in a better place than where it was when I commenced. I think that's the, that's the biggest accomplishment is that um, knowing that you've done the best in your in your um, in your role, whatever that role might be. Uh, that you set up that role, or the organisation you might be working for, uh, in the best possible way for future success. Um, but understand that you're sort of putting it in the hands of your successors, and, um, and 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 um, but do your best to set up set set that up for success. So yeah, I guess my biggest accomplishment or accomplishments would be in relation to um, yeah, feeling that I have in whatever I've done, feel that after I've finished that role that it's um, it's in in a better place than where it might have been when I started.
0: So, I guess, uh, what are your plans for your retirement? Well,
1: there's a long list of chores, Shane, that um, (laughs) (laughs) I've got to work through. So, (laughs) retirement will be busy. Um, uh, My wife and I are very fortunate. We've got a a, a small parcel of beautiful land west of Armidale um, where we run some commercial cattle and um, uh, we we enjoy our time in caring for that land. And whilst the short time we're custodians of that land to... um, work on restoring it the best way we can for future generations um, and and for um, the future environment, I suppose, as well. Um, And and, and as well, that we enjoy working with our small herd of cattle. Um, We also have a shared passion for um, uh, beekeeping. So we've got some honeybees. I was going
0: to ask about the bees. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and we've got... um, We've got plans that we'd like to set up some a queen, bit of a queen breeding enterprise where we might be able to apply some of the I well, learn learnt genetic selection expertise um, uh, and have a, um, a play with you know, breeding some bees in the future. But the great thing about that, of course, is that it's a totally new thing. Like we've been doing it for a few years now, but there's so much to learn. And as I say, I, you know, one of the things that really drives me is is learning new things, and there's so much to learn about. Um, uh, beekeeping and, and how to, to look after bees in our environment um, so it's a totally new set of skills to learn which will be um uh you know very challenging but um satisfying um there's all yeah you know, also plans to travel a bit and see more of our beautiful country um and spend time visiting our, our wonderful children and grandchildren that we're blessed to have so um yeah, Shane, lots of things to do in retirement. So I don't really view it as retirement. I'm just moving from this particular job to, the, to my next job, and the next job will probably be a little bit more hands-on maybe than, um, as my kids used to say, um, you know, chatting on the phone and, and writing emails on the computer. Obviously, a little bit more time maybe uh, uh, generating a bit, of, uh, uh, a bit of sweat from hard work moving forward.
0: <laughs> Great. Are there any final thoughts that you'd like to leave with the listeners? The floor is yours.
1: Yeah, thanks, Shane, for the opportunity to have a chat. I've enjoyed it. Um, I guess I just would like to um, uh, acknowledge the enjoyment and satisfaction that, that I've actually got from working with Angus Australia and the, and the Angus community. I think I worked out for a total of about 18 years in my career. So yeah, about half my career has been you know, t- has been very much involved with Angus and the rest of the career has been involved in Angus in some way anyway. Um, I've. Yeah, been inspired by and learnt so much from my work colleagues uh, and peers along the way and um, the, the, the the directors that i've worked with closely over the years um, in, uh, in the organization uh, the various scientists and partner r d partners and, and others that i work with and um and the many breeders angus breeders and members that i've interacted with over, over the years i've just learned so much from it and and um, enjoyed it so much um, so, you know, we might not have always agreed on everything, um, and uh, but I, I can depart the organisation um, with confidence that along the way, I believe that, you know, I've done what I believe is in the best uh, best interest for the um, future of, of the Angus breed, uh, the um, Angus breeders, cattle breeders, uh, and the organisation Angus Australia. And, um, you know, very confident that there should be a positive future for everyone involved in our organisation, and for um, and for the for the breed and and for the beef industry, provided, of course, that we continue to look for opportunities for continuous improvement and uh, and not be afraid to em- embrace change and, and and further evolution, you know, into into the future. So we can never be static. We've got to, got to move forward. So, um, yeah, but. Uh I'm, I feel very fortunate and blessed that I've, I've had the opportunity to be working in, in such a great industry and in, in such a, a great organisation of Angus Australia.
0: Great. Well, that brings us to the end of the interview today. Thank you very much, Peter, for giving that insight into your career and your life so far. So thank you very much for joining us.
1: Thanks very much, Shane. I, I enjoyed our chat. Thank you.
0: And I'd just like to say, on behalf of myself and the staff at Angus Australia, it's been a pleasure working with you and learning from you over the years. So, I wish you all the very best going forth into, I guess, the next more exciting phase of your life and just all the best to you and your family. Thanks, Shane.
1: Appreciate all your words, And all the best to you as well.
0: that brings us to the end of today's episode a big thank you to all of our listeners for this episode and if you enjoyed what you heard today make sure you subscribe rate and review the podcast don't forget that we have plenty of behind the beef episodes that you can catch up on so if you enjoyed what you heard today make sure you go check out our previous episodes talking all things angus If you want to stay up to date with all of the Angus Australia news, make sure you're following Angus Australia and Angus Youth Australia on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. And if there's anything you want to hear on the podcast, let me know by sending an email to communications at angusaustralia.com.au if there's a particular topic you'd like us to cover. Thanks again and we'll catch you on the next one.